Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 190 and session number 55 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast. And actually, today, you may hear a little bit in the background, uh, Brody's taking a little nap here. He's snoring. I just took a... uh I don't know if you can hear that or not. Uh, I just did a Snapchat and uh, I posted uh, a little, uh, a little, a little snap of him snoring. Uh, he is uh, sleeping hard because he plays hard. Uh, but uh, I just wanted to share that with you. If you, uh, if you hear that, I apologize. And I want to welcome you guys back to another session of Ask Scott, number fifty-five, by the way, in episode one ninety. I can't believe it. We're cruising right along here. And I want to thank each and every one of you that tune in every Friday to the Ask. Scott sessions, or if you're listening to this on a replay or not a replay, well, I guess after it's been published day, I guess you would call it. It is a replay all the time, right? It's a it's a download. It's a it's an episode. Uh, all right, so wanted to also remind you guys that if you wanted more TAS and just a little bit more uh, interaction with myself, you can always head over to Periscope.tv, download the app if you haven't done so already, and then just search for me at uh, Scott Volker, and you'll find me, and then you'll hear a little. When I do a uh, periscope or a scope, as they call it, and we can do a little more of this, but more live atmosphere where we can hang out. And that's what I do. And it's awesome. I love it. And I've been just recently dabbling with Snapchat. And that's what I've been doing here is kind of just giving like little daily snaps of either what's on my mind or maybe what Brody's doing or what I'm doing or just anything, right? And in this case, it's Brody snoring right now. So that's what I was snapping about because I think it's pretty funny that I'm sitting here in my office. He's at my feet and he's snoring away. So, um, I guess he's not interested in the Ask Scott session. So, all right. So we're going to move on. So I just want to say thank you guys so much for attending. I really do love doing these Ask Scott sessions and hanging out with you. Like I said, it's like us sitting around, uh, you know, a coffee shop, just hanging out and just uh, having a great time talking about business. So thank you for coming back and uh, getting ready to uh, jump in here. So let's go ahead and listen to the first question for this week. And I'll go ahead and I'll give you my answer. Hey, Scott, my name is Jason. First of all, thank you so much for your excellent podcast. I love everything you're doing here. It's a great show. Uh, You've heard all the compliments already, but yes, thank you again. Thank you very much. My question is regarding Amazon promotional offers. So I recently set up a money off offer in my Amazon seller account that allows my Amazon customers to save for example, $5 when they buy two items of one of my listings. Uh, My question is, how much can I promote that offer within my listing? So uh, I know Amazon adds a little snippet within the listing itself, kind of around the middle of the page, but I want to really make it prominent and obvious. So can I add secondary images to the listing that highlight and explain the promo? Can I add details about the promo and the bullets? Um, and can I add details about the promo in the product description itself? Um, so these are kind of Amazon terms of service questions. I've sort of scoured Amazon's terms of services, service points on, on about promo offers in these areas. And I haven't really seen anything that says that you cannot do this except obviously the main image of the product and the title of the product. So I'd love to hear your answer. Thanks in advance. And thank you for doing such a great show. 
Hey, Jason, thank you so much for the question and very, very clear and clean audio, I have to say. Sounded really, really good. So thank you for that. And uh, yeah, just wanted to say thanks for being a listener. I'm glad that you're getting value. And I really, uh, really glad that you're uh, you're here today asking this question because it's a good question. And I may have touched on it before, but you know, we're talking about terms of service again here. And I don't think anyone knows a hundred percent. And I don't know if Amazon does either. If they even know what the terms of service is, what, what it is today and what it is tomorrow. Yes, there is some print there and they, they give you what they want you to abide by. But I have to say, you know, a lot of times it's not that clear. Uh, you know, even like on their images, like they want the image, the main image to be on a pure white background, but it also says that, you know, very minimal amount of props. So what is a prop? You know, a prop is a person or it could be a hand or it could be something that's holding up the item. So it's really unclear exactly what it is, but we kind of get an idea. And I think the same thing goes with, could you have some type of image, not the main image, secondary image that talked about a special offer, you probably could. I don't know if it's within the terms of service. I probably would say it's not. Um, But if you ask three different people in the support department, they may say, one may say it's okay, one may say it's not, and the other might say, I don't know. Um, So I'm not really sure, and I don't want to give you what what I think you should do. Um, Me personally, um, I have done it. Um, I had one listing where they contacted me and said that they wanted me to remove it. And I had one um, that's been running for a very long time. And I I think I even still have it there. I do have it there. Um, so I, I just, I don't know if it's going to get you in trouble. And I don't want to say that it won't if it will. Um, but I would just be careful with that. And I'm not really sure of the effect of having it there if it's going to be that beneficial. I, I don't really have any clear data to tell you, um, you know, whether it is or it isn't. Uh, what I will say is that you are able to put it in the promotion section, right? That's what it's there for. They want everything in each part to be kind of like, you know, following those guidelines. So if you're doing a bullet, they want that to be, you know, within a certain amount of characters and they want it to be bulleted. They don't want all caps. Like they have some rules there that were, that they are pretty clear, um, but they don't tell you, you, you technically, um, you know, can't put you know, a certain word in there, but they do say, I believe they say this, that there's no, um, they don't want any promotional material in bullets. So that would say, okay, probably not a good idea to put it in there. Um, now I did an episode with Karen Faxton. She specializes and is pretty much an expert in, you know, Amazon listings as far as optimization and, you know, kind of like up to date on all of the terms of service stuff that she's hearing. But even she said that she's very unclear on some of them. She's trying to get more, uh, I guess, uh, clear answers. Um, but in this case, I would say probably not put it in there. And even though you are going to see this, and I know this is very frustrating for a lot of people, they're going to see that in the title, you're going to see Thanksgiving special, right? You can't do that. It's just, you're not supposed to do that. Then they're going to have, um, you know, in the bullet, their top bullet, it might say, you know, specials, you know, Black Friday sale. Um, I believe that's not allowed, but people are doing it, right? And you may say, well, if they're doing it, I'm going to do it. And that's true, but they might just not have gotten caught yet. I've even heard of people getting um, contacted by Amazon saying that you're doing something wrong and then them saying, well, 10 other people are on the same exact keyword and they're like, well, you know, we just haven't gotten around to them yet. You know, it's like something silly like that. So my, I guess my, uh, my thoughts on this would be, 
try to do your best to stay within terms of service that at least how you interpretate them. I don't think that Amazon, I can't say for sure, but I don't think Amazon would like ban you. I think that they would warn you. Um, and then from there, you'd have to take care of it. They could maybe suppress your listing for a period of time. Um, so I really, I wouldn't want to take those chances, especially I wouldn't want to advise you to take those chances. So I would say try to stick to where they want you to put that promotion and use some language in that promotion that gets the attention. All right. That might be the case. Now I do know in the promotion, it doesn't work for everyone, but when you put uh, certain words in your promotion, they will also show up in your um, your description in a sense to where you're scanning the, uh, the the listing. So if you're searching for something and you see page one results and then you see like there's a little descriptor on there, sometimes that descriptor will say what the coupon is or that the special is. It doesn't work for everyone and I've got a few listings that it has and some that it hasn't and it kind of picks from where it pulls, um, but that's another option. You might want to play around with that until you see something show up that looks like it could say, you know, special, you know, $5 off or something like that. And then that would show up. That could help your click-through rate. doesn't mean it's going to help your conversion rate. So that's what I would probably play around with first because then you're not really doing anything wrong. You're just filling in the, the promotions area and then capitalizing on that being fed into that descriptor. Um, but again, that's going to take some testing to see where they're going to pull that from. Um, and then as far as putting in your description, yeah, again, I mean, you can put something in your, in your description that talks about your business and your offers and stuff. Um, I'm not hundred percent sure if that's against their terms of service, but I would probably feel more safe there than I would in a bullet or in an image. Uh, but again, I don't think we have a clear answer. So I'm going to leave that one up to you. Um, but if you think that it's going to drive more sales, then maybe, um, I think honestly, if you stick to the promotion area, um, and then make that call out, maybe add more than one too. I think that might be a strategy because if you add more than one offer, then you'll see that it'll start to list them. Uh, it'll start to list them to where you see more than just the one offer. So you might have, you know, buy two, get this, buy three, get this, buy four, get this. Um, so this way here you have different promotions running for different quantities. And then that way there, it'll also make the promotion area bigger because you're going to have more options. The other thing is if you have more than one product, then when you start to self feed those, that's going to also show not in all categories, but it will show sometimes a, a buy now or a add to cart button inside of there. And then that will also draw attention to that. It'll draw the eyeballs there. So again, I know I didn't clearly come out and say, yes, do it. Um, but I, what I want to say here is just be cautious, be aware and kind of like, you know, do what you, you feel is right. Um, and also think about if you think it will make that much of a difference, uh, when it comes to conversions. All right. So hopefully that's helped you and uh, anyone else listening and keep the questions coming guys. If you have a question, you want me to answer it here on a show like this, just head over to the amazing forward slash ask, and I'll do my best to answer it on an upcoming show. All right, let's go ahead and listen to the next question and I'll give you my answer. Hey Scott, my name's Rob. I'm in Austin, Texas, digging the podcast, digging your step-by-step digging a lot of things that you're doing, man. Keep up the good work. You're motivating and inspiring a lot of people. Hey, my question is about, um, you know, when to do an entity formation like an LLC uh, to protect your small business while you're doing FBA. Any thoughts? Hey, Rob and Austin. What's up, man? Thanks for digging the show. I love it. We're digging the show and I got some people saying they're gobbling up the show. I love it. I love the... um 
I love the comments that we're getting as far as how you're consuming the show. So cool. I got some people that are just, they're slamming through it or they're jamming through it. Love it. All right, cool. So uh, yeah, I want to thank you for the question. It's a good question. I've touched on this before. I'm going to give you guys uh, some episodes that I've talked about it, but I am going to put a little disclaimer in here. I am not a legal advisor or a, you know, any type of attorney. Uh, I don't claim to be. And uh, I've never even played one on TV. I've never, never played an attorney. Uh, so I just want to let you guys know that, uh, you know, I think that you have to, uh, go out there and ask a professional and then get their take before you make any decision. I think that would be the smart move. Here's what I did. Here's what I would do moving forward. If I was starting over today. Okay. That is what I will tell you. Um, first off, I had a CPA on who we talked about the different forms of a business. So you have an LLC, you have an S-Corp, C-Corp, all of those. That was a great, great episode. That was 143. Again, I'll link these up in the show notes, and that's episode 143. So theamazingseller.com forward slash 143. Josh Bowerly, CPA on fire. Uh, he came on. We talked about all of those different entities and which one would be best. Um, episode 14, all the way back to episode 14, I did an episode uh, that I... Uh, titled, What Do I Need to Set Up My Amazon Business, Trademark, LLC, Accounting, um, all of that stuff. So that one there is episode 14 as well. Again, I'll link these up on the uh, show notes, okay? Now, here's the deal. Um, it really depends. Uh, it depends. I mean, for me personally, I'm in New York state. So to get an LLC in New York state, it's like an eight to a 10 week process. Um, it's about a thousand dollar process. So if I was just starting again today, um, I would probably do everything the exact same way that I started, which I didn't have an LLC when I started because it was going to cost me a grand to even think about it. And then from there, um, you know, I was, uh, you know, just wanting to test out this, this space and see if it was worth it. Well, shortly after I did form the LLC, I found out how much of a pain in the butt it is to live in New York State because uh, it, you know it, they make you jump through a bunch of hoops and paperwork and you had to have it listed in the paper for six weeks and see if anybody contested it and all that stuff. I formed another one in South Carolina because that's where I'm going to be moving and uh, that was uh, about a two-week process, not even a two-week process, about a week, week and a half process, had my LLC, uh, good to go. So uh, it depends where you live is how hard it will be. I used LegalZoom and then I used another one. Actually, um, you know, my accountant actually set up the other one for me. Uh, so it was a lot easier of a process. LegalZoom does a great job too to break it down. Um, but again, I think it's all about the individual, where you are in this process, how hard it is for you to create one. And basically, uh, an LLC to me, what it does is it solidifies that you have a business. It does also, and I'm going to put this in air quotes, you know, from what my attorney said, is it kind to protect your assets um, pretty much as far as your personal assets because uh, your LLC is your business. So once you have an LLC, you'll have a checking account. Any business that funnels into that checking account is technically the businesses. So if you get sued or whatever, then they can go after that. But that doesn't mean that they can't find a way or a loophole to find a way to you. So that's why you would probably want to then uh, look into product liability insurance and all that stuff um, that uh, helps to protect your your uh, you know your your stuff, you know your personal stuff. You want to make sure that you do that as well. Um, so 
that's what my thoughts are on that. Do it when you can. Um, I would definitely do it, though. I would definitely say form an LLC because I think that it's important, and I think that it will um, it, it'll it'll legalize you as a, in a way too. It, it'll make you a real business. It'll give you a real checking account. Not that you can't get a, a business account without one. I believe you just need your EIN number. Uh, but you know, it definitely will be a step in the right direction. So I would say when you feel it's time, then it's time. And I would probably ask your, uh, your attorney or your accountant and see what they think as well. So hopefully that's helped. Let's go ahead and listen to one more question and I'll give you my answer. Hi, Scott. I recently started watching your podcast and I can only speak good things about it. Recently, I have found my my niche, my market. Um, but one of the dilemmas I have is all the products on the top five or 10, most of them are from the exact same supplier from Alibaba. So on my question, is it worth me spending the additional money to get my, my order customized to set myself apart from the competitors? Or am I better off just... Uh, buying the exact same product at a lower price and try to beat the competition with things like pay-per-click or general advertising or giveaways. Well, hey there, Nazar. Thank you so much for the question. And you didn't give me your first name, but I knew it because when it came through on the SpeakPipe email, it said Nazar. So that's how I knew it. So hopefully I pronounced it right. Hopefully it's you. Uh, so thanks for the uh, question. And uh, yeah, this is a great question, by the way. And I don't think it's one that I've really directly answered. So it's kind of cool to answer this because this is my thoughts on this. If you were to ask me this question, which you just did, by the way, but if we were sitting in that coffee shop that I talk about so often, um, you know, my thoughts would be this. I'd be very careful because now you have nothing that separates you. You just have four people that are selling the identical product, nothing that separates you at all. And now you're going to start competing on price. And that's not a good place to be. Um, I know that firsthand right now. Um, I have a product that I started with that I'm constantly battling on price now. It's my own fault uh, because, uh, you know, I launched a product not knowing any better. And then people came in and I didn't really do much to differentiate it. But it's still selling today and it's still doing okay. And I'm not saying you can't do that. It's just going to be harder. And it's not going to be more of a long-term play. Um, I'm right now currently, you know, finding other ways to diversify and find, you know, products that I can be more unique and I'm trying to learn from those mistakes. Uh, so I would definitely say be careful. I would first off go into the reviews of those four products or five products and I would start digging into those reviews, especially the negative reviews and seeing what people are saying about those products that they dislike. All right. Uh, because this is going to tell you what you can improve. I just did a coaching call the other day, um, and let me put a little a little side note in here too. I get people that say, Scott, you know, you just said that you did a coaching call. I have emailed you before, and you and I asked if you did coaching calls, and you said you didn't, and that is still true. I don't currently still, uh, I still currently don't do coaching calls. But what I do is I do a coaching call for people that attend a workshop that win um, after they join our class. I have a paid class that people join. And if you're on a workshop, you kind of understand what I mean. It's like a, we do like a virtual raffle. It's a 30-minute coaching call. So I raffle off uh, a coaching call to any new student um, that joins. So anyway, just wanted to put that out there. So I don't currently do coaching calls. But I do coaching calls for the ones that win them. Um, so I did this 30-minute coaching call with this gentleman. And, um, and it was very, very similar to this because he was looking at products that potentially 
could be a good product, but how do you differentiate? So he was thinking, well, I could do this and I could do that and this would be good. And I was thinking if I did this, it would be good because they would like this. And I'm like, well, let's just back up here for a second. Maybe what we should do is look and see what people are actually saying they wish the product had or what they were expecting and didn't receive. Because a lot of times that's what they're going to say. I thought I was going to receive, you know, I thought the the product was going to be much bigger. It didn't fit like I thought it would. Or I thought the product was going to, you know, have, uh, I don't know, a screw on cap and it was a push on cap. I really wish it had the screw on cap. Well, these are things that you are hearing directly from the market. This is what you want to listen to. This is how you want to create your, uh, you know, your uh, different style product or your add-on. Like maybe someone's saying that they love the product, but they wish it came with this certain accessory. So guess what? You create one that has a certain accessory and now you've, uh, you've done it, right? Or maybe you see this one product that four or five people are selling the same thing and then you see frequently bought together and those are a great pair and now you do a bundle. Okay, now when you do that bundle, now all of a sudden you're not just selling the one product, you're selling the two together and now you are different, okay? Um, I do think that if you can customize that product without it being a huge deal, like I'm talking like not having to create a brand new mold that's going to cost you eight grand or something like that, if you can do something that can separate yourself with just a a few little tweaks because um, it's not that hard for them to tweak it. Um, you know, adding on something or taking something away or making something a little bit larger, something like that, and then you can fix a problem that you're reading through these re- through these reviews. Especially if you've got four people or five people selling that exact same thing, well, you've got four or five listings that you can look at their reviews and then see exactly what people are complaining about. The other thing is not just those, but dig into the other people that are selling something that's not the exact same product, but does the same thing and see what they're talking about that they really like or what they don't like. And then just starting to learn that. I think if we start to dig into those things, that right there will make it uh, that much better uh, when you go to launch that product. I'll give you an example. I'm looking at a product right now that it's, again, coming from China. So, People are getting instructions and it's saying that the, they're, they're, they're really annoyed that the instructions are coming, not in Chinese, they're coming in English, but they're coming in millimeters. They want them to come in inches, right? Because in the States, that's what we, you know, that, that's how we measure everything is, is, you know, by, you know, not centimeters and not millimeters. We, we do them by inches. So they want stuff done by inches. Um, so a quick fix would be to just have another guide that puts this thing together and translate that into inches right? That'd be a simple way to fix that. And then you wouldn't get those negative reviews as well. So just, again, you need to listen and you need to look and see what other people are talking about and complaining about, especially, and then try to fix that problem. And then the key is to then highlight that thing that you fixed and make sure that people know that yours is better because it does this or it has this, right? And then that way there, you can be, uh, you know, a level up from your competition. All right. So there's my thoughts on that. I know your question was kind of short, but my answer was kind of long, right? It's, I think it's important as we move forward here, we do need to find a way to differentiate ourselves. And I think part of that is creating better products and then also a better user experience. I think that's another one, but creating a better product by looking at what the market has already said. A great way to test market or uh, test products, guys, is to launch products to people, right? And, you know, years ago, you would go and you would drive people to a website and then try to sell them a product or ask them if they would be interested in a product before you even made it. That's kind of how infomercials worked. I don't know if you guys know that, but a lot of times why, you know, it takes six to eight weeks 
to get your product, and actually Chris Ducker talked about this when I had him on the podcast, was you know they would do an infomercial. They would put all the money into the infomercial. They wouldn't even create the product yet. They would sell the product, maybe have a prototype. They would sell however many that they had to sell in order to make it a full run. If not, they would just refund everybody the money and say that the production wasn't going to happen or whatever. But this way here, they had six to eight weeks to have that manufactured. They had everything in place, but this is the way that they validated and verified before they went and they bought 30,000 units of something. Well, it's the same thing with Amazon. We can do this similar stuff. Even if we don't even launch that product, we can look at other people that have launched and then we can go ahead and take the data from the people that are reviewing it, especially the negative ones, because if you get positive ones, sometimes those can be promotions, right? The negative ones, we know those are going to be hardcore because people are giving it a three-star, a two-star, or one-star. We can look at that stuff, all right, and we can fix it, okay? And that's how you can validate a product without even really having to launch it, okay? You can just validate that it's selling, and then you can do a better job. I guess a really great thing here would be is if you found a product that was selling well with three-and-a-half-star reviews, right, with people still complaining but people still buying it. And then you come in and you fix those problems, make those problems go away, and now you get a five-star product because you fixed all those problems that everyone else was complaining about. But no one else has done that. You can do that. All right, so that's it. End of rant on that. I think that we could be doing that moving forward. I know I'm currently working on that as well. Again, I'm not preaching here. I am just literally telling you what's going through my mind as I'm going through this with you, um, moving through here, you know, through the landscape of Amazon because things are changing. It is getting a little bit more competitive. We all know that. But when people say, is there still a place for me to go? Can I still go and get, you know, launch a product? Absolutely. You know, it's just going to, you got to go in there and you got to create better products. And that could be at, you know, to me, it really can go at any price point, especially if you go between 20 and $50, somewhere in that range. Uh, you know, obviously the higher price point products, they're going to be a little bit easier because it's harder for people to get into those. But I still think there's room for people in there that want to launch, you know, a $20 product as long as you can find a product that has a demand and you can make a better product or a better spin or a better bundle. All right. So that's it. Over. Rant over. All right. So that is pretty much going to wrap up this session of Ask Scott. What I want to do is remind you a couple of things. First off, remind you that if you want to ask a question, just head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask. Leave your first name. Leave your question. I'll do my best to air it on the show. uh, And that would be great. Would love to hear from you. The second thing is if you want to connect with me on Periscope, Head over to Periscope.tv, download the app, search for Scott Volker, and then from there, you'll be connected. Just follow me, and you'll get any notifications. We can hang out there live. A lot of fun. And then uh, Snapchat, that's my newest one I'm playing around with. Like I said, Brody was snoring uh, recently. I just took a snapshot of him. And then... um, you're going to be doing some some daily rants there maybe. Uh, so definitely go over and check me out on Snapchat. My username over there is scottvolker1. Again, that's scottvolker1 and you can find me there. And uh, last thing, if you guys are brand spanking new and you're just tuning in, first off, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Hopefully you've learned something. And if you want a roadmap to get started, I've created a free resource for you. Okay, You can head over to freeprivatelabelcourse.com. Again, that's freeprivatelabelcourse.com. You'll use your, uh, you'll sign up with your, your first name and your email address, and then you'll get 10 days worth of lessons. I give you a lesson each day for 10 days, and then from there, it walks you through the entire process from start to finish, and it'll really get your head uh, wrapped around this whole business model. All right, so definitely, definitely go check out that resource I created for you. All right, so that is it. That is going to wrap it up. 
This has been awesome. I love hanging out with you guys. Please come back and hang out with us once again or, you know, maybe take me on the run with you. Maybe we can burn some calories together. That would be cool. All right. So anyway, guys, that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to come on, say it with me, say it loud and say it very, very proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day and I'll see you in the next episode.